Hey, Forge family. A blessed Easter greeting to all of you. This podcast, I want us to look again at Jesus and think about the power of his resurrection. If you read the four gospel accounts of the resurrection of Jesus, they vary as to who supplied the burial spices, who was present on Easter morning at the gravesite, how many Roman guards were set at the tomb, and how many angels were seen. The gospel account of Matthew is believed to have been written in 37 AD, four years after the resurrection of Jesus. Mark and his gospel is, in his gospel is believed to have been written in 53 AD. Luke in 63 AD and John in 90 AD. All of them were written by the inspiration of Holy Spirit. <clears throat> we know from the four gospel accounts that Joseph of Arimathea, wealthy man, a member of the Sanhedrin, the council, had not approved of the charges, the beating, the turning of Jesus over to Pilate, and ultimately to crucifixion. In the hour following the death of Jesus, Joseph went to Pilate to beg for the right to remove the body from the cross and bury it. He, with some assistance, perhaps from Nicodemus, who had arrived with a hundred pounds of myrrh and aloes. See, th th those were the burial spices. They were, they were a thick syrup of extremely fragrant uh, spices that were to be poured over the wrapped bodies to create a sealed, hard case or carapace over dead bodies. Okay, So Nicodemus arrives, and perhaps the two of them took the body of Jesus to a nearby newly finished tomb that Joseph had commissioned for himself. They washed the body of Jesus and wrapped it in linen, perhaps in a linen sheet or a shroud, or they had wound it with linen strips and laid the body of Jesus on a stone table or a shelf inside the tomb. The Sabbath was at hand, at sunset, and they were unable to complete the preparation of the body with the burial spices. They departed the tomb, and a two-ton rock door was rolled into place to seal the grave to the tomb. And on that seat, and on that that uh, crease between the, the door and the tomb, a clay seal was placed there by 16 Roman guards who had been uh, dispatched to that tomb to watch and guarantee that the tomb would not be tampered with. 36 hours pass. That's in Western time. And parts of three days in Jewish time. Friday, Saturday, and the first day of the week, our Sunday. And in the pre-dawn stillness of Easter morning, a huge earthquake was loosed and the rock door broke loose and rolled open, breaking the seal of the tomb. And the Roman guards were terrified by an angel as it descended from heaven. The guards fled. And rather than be burned alive in their armor for failure on guard duty, they were paid off by the high priest to remain silent. Soon after that shocking angelic event, as the sun peeps over the eastern edge of the Mount of Olives, 
women approached the tomb, carrying burial spices, wondering who would move the tomb? Who would open that tomb for them? Who would move the stone? On arrival, they saw that the stone had been moved and an angel was standing beside it. He invited them to come close and informed them that Jesus, whom they sought, was not there, but had risen. They were invited to look and confirm the empty tomb. Then they were instructed to inform the disciples that Jesus was risen and was going before them into Galilee. That day was filled with the encounter of Mary Magdalene, with Jesus in the, in the garden, with Jesus walking along the road to Emmaus as he taught two men who were in deep grief from the crucifixion of the Savior. And later he appeared in the room where the disciples met in wonder and confusion. Now, in the memory of the gospel writers, it was the sudden flash of light, the powerful earthquake and the appearance of the angel that shifted the events from the natural to the supernatural, from death and burial to resurrection and the appearance of Jesus to his disciples. It is right then to say, resurrection changes everything. The power over death had been displayed by Jesus and the raising of the daughter of Jairus, the widow's son, and Lazarus when he was in the land of the living. <clears throat> he, had, he had released the power of God for resurrection by faith in the Father, just as we are to do. Peter went to see Dorcas, or Tabitha, It's a, depending on how you translate the name, how she was known in the community, but she died. And now Peter comes to raise her from death by Holy Spirit. <clears throat> the Jews caused a riot in Lystra. Now that city was set in the middle of the Galatian province in, in Asia Minor, where Paul had arrived on his first missionary journey, and he had been preaching the resurrection of Jesus, the Messiah. They stoned him. The Jews stoned him and threw his dead body outside the city. But Paul stood up and walked back into the city to continue his journey. Resurrection power has continued to follow the preaching of the gospel of the resurrection of Jesus for nearly 2,000 years. A young man born in deep poverty in Yorkshire, England, who later became a plumber, was called to ministry in 1907 when he encountered Holy Spirit. Smith Wigglesworth had a style of ministry that included hitting the devil. At one time in an evangelism meeting, a dead a baby, swaddled up but dead, was set on the platform. Smith Wigglesworth kicked the baby off the platform. The crowd rose up in shock and rage at him, but then they heard the baby cry. It lived and had no injury. More recently, Heidi Baker and her husband, Roland, have been ministering to the extreme needs in Mozambique. 19 years ago, she began to pray for dead babies, sitting with grieving mothers, holding the dead infants, praying and worshiping the Lord over the children. And the babies lived. She has imparted that dead raising anointing to her pastors as she trains them, and they see many hundreds of dead raisings. David Hogan and his Freedom Ministry team 
in southern Mexico have a long track record for raising the dead. When a measles outbreak swept through the region like a plague, a woman lost two daughters and her husband to the disease. She, along with many other villagers, laid out their dead to be buried. But the number of bodies awaiting burial was staggering. She left the bodies of her family and she started walking to find Brother David. It took her 24 hours of walking to reach him. But he was at conference with the elders of the churches. She sat down and waited another 24 hours. And then she was instructed to go back with one of the elders to lay hands on the dead. Full of faith, they walked back 24 hours to her village. The bodies of her family were still there waiting to be buried. They laid hands on those bodies and prayed. And the three dead became three who were resurrected to life. More recently, Brother David was summoned to the home of one of the great persecutors of his pastors and churches. The head of a cartel in that region had a son who had died. He'd heard of the power of the white wizard, David Hogan, to raise the dead. So he summoned him to his house. David had to walk past the armed sicarios and soldiers and on into the house. There, he prayed in the name of Jesus and called on Holy Spirit and laid hands on the dead boy, seeing him come to life in front of the Father. That whole household gave their lives to Jesus. LaDonna Osborne, daughter of T.L. and Daisy Osborne, who were renowned for their breakthrough global evangelism and healing. You know, LaDonna has picked up her parents' mantle. In the last year, she was ministering for a week in West Africa when a woman was brought to the stage with a newborn baby. That mama told LaDonna that her baby had died in her womb and she had carried the baby for 16 months. She was so poor she could not pay for the procedure to remove the dead fetus. When she'd come the first night to the crusade and heard about Jesus, she felt her baby move and kick in her womb and contractions started. She rushed home, made it home and gave birth to a live baby. She'd returned to the crusade with the newborn to tell her story. And then there are accounts of resurrection power released for those as good as dead. David Hogan was called outside a meeting to pray for a leper. The smell of his rotting flesh was horrific, but the leper asked for prayer. Brother David laid his hand on that man and felt his hand sink into the goosh of dead flesh. But the man was healed completely by Holy Spirit. When David Hogan was in Germany some 15 years ago, praying for a crowd of people who were pressing in with illnesses, he encountered a young man with cerebral palsy, frozen into the shape of his wheelchair, unable to move except to shift his eyes. David prayed for him and then picked him up and threw him over his shoulder and continued to move down the the healing lines to pray for others. Little by little, the frozen, locked posture of that young man loosened, and David left him standing, smiling, and healed. I know of resurrection power released 
to restore dead marriages. Couples divorced from each other. Then restored in Jesus to a new marriage to each other. Leaving them with a great testimony and great ministry together. I've seen parents experience resurrection power in their parenting. Moving from alienation and anger to joy and embrace of their children. I've seen resurrection power released over despair that becomes hope. Hope for a future marriage. Hope for a future child. Hope for future healing. Hope for resurrected finances. And hope for the return of prodigal sons and daughters. I have seen darkness retreat and be restored. You know, the light to come rushing in to a man in the LGBTQ community. I know two pastors who have hunted, were hunted by assassins. The sicarios sent from the gangs and cartels to kill them. Today, those sicarios are part of leadership in the churches being served in Guatemala City and in Juarez, Mexico. Occult imprisonment and abuse all bow to the resurrection power of Holy Spirit. Chris Vallotton, a pastor of Bethel Church, Reading, was called from the front of the church by someone saying, look, there's a, there's a warlock who's levitating. Chris walked to the back of the church, and here, here was this warlock displaying his dark power in the back of the church. Chris said he smiled, asked the man if he really wanted to experience power. The levitating warlock grinned and nodded his head. Chris reached out and pushed him back to the wall, commanded him in Jesus' name. He'd be stuck to the wall until he was ready to receive Jesus. Instantly, the warlock was glued to the wall, his feet off the ground, in an agony of decision and torment. Later, when he chose Jesus, he dropped to the floor in tears and repentance. When I was in grade school, we had an AM radio in the kitchen. Every morning during breakfast, I listened to testimonies from a Chicago gospel mission on how the resurrection power of Holy Spirit broke out and, and, and severed the bonds to alcohol of men and women on the streets of Chicago. This past year, Mario Murillo has had tent crusades up and down I-99 in Central California. He has a passion for the lost, especially those with drug addictions and gang affiliations. He saw the front of those tents flooded by mostly young men who came crying out for release as they, as they received Jesus and his resurrection power. It's working in California. See, all those examples of resurrection power point to darkness defeated and light taking its rightful place in the hearts and lives of oppressed men and women when they come to Jesus. Ford's family, this Easter, we laud and praise God for sending his only begotten son, empowering his earthly ministry, raising him from the dead, and sending Holy Spirit. Now I want to read 1 Corinthians 15, 12 to 27. Let me pick up my scriptures here. Chapter 15, beginning in verse 12. 
Now, if Christ is preached, that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there's no resurrection of the dead, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is vain. Your faith is also vain. Moreover, we are even found to be false witnesses of God because we, we witnessed against God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If we have only hope in Christ in this life, we of all men are most to be pitied. But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. But since by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. But each in his own order. Christ the firstfruits, after that those who are Christ's in his coming. Then comes the end. When he delivers up the kingdom to the God and Father. When he has abolished all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. And the last enemy that will be abolished is death. For he has put all things in subjection under his feet. Brothers and sisters, the hallmark of Christianity is resurrection. We, Forge family, are a community that trusts and believes in the resurrection. What we need is the power of Holy Spirit to be part of the putting all things in subjection under the feet of Jesus. Only the resurrection power of God displayed in Christ and then through his disciples and today through us is the power to shift men and nations. Now some of you have whole nations on your heart starting with the United States of America. Others of you have been called to pray for North Korea, for Iran, for Iraq, for, or Sudan, or Colombia, or Venezuela, or Mexico. In those nations, there's great idolatry, great corruption, great darkness and bloodshed. It is the promise of God that tyrants will be brought down, corruption removed, wickedness exposed and banished. Lies will fall before the truth, and priorities come in line with heaven's righteousness. Now, joyfully exalt the name of Jesus and his resurrection. Gladly embrace the resurrection stories of your brothers and sisters. Your turn is coming soon. In this season of plague and fear around us, call on heaven for opportunities to shine in dark places. Now, we're going to take a minute and pray. Just silently and ask God if you personally need a resurrection to move some darkness and then listen for the Lord's point to you and then pray do you know someone who needs a resurrection a death to life kind of experience at some level then ask Holy Spirit to open doors that lead to life for you and for them now let's just seek the Lord for a minute and wait on him for his answers.
Let's pray. Today, Lord God, we rejoice and give thanks for the resurrection of your Son, Jesus, the risen Christ. Today, Holy Spirit, we would be those who wield resurrection power in our households, in our businesses, in our marriages, in our, over our finances, in all things, so that those we encounter, we will live to see them resurrected with their households. The shed blood of Jesus on the way to death is still potent today against all chains, all bondages, all sin, all delusion and darkness. Let us take up the demonstration and the speaking out of the resurrection of Jesus. Empower us this Easter, Lord, to be part of the resurrection team for our state, for our nation, and for the nations. In the mighty name of the risen Christ, amen. All right, Forge family, I love you. We'll see you soon. God bless you.